one of those like perfect bits of music that's just weird enough and just soulful enough and just and he's just his voice sounds incredible on it yeah yeah beautiful when did you hear that for the first time when did you get a chance to do it when what were your thoughts when you heard it because i know when we were in the studio and we heard that james blake record we were just <laughs> gobsmacked i think i was in la probably at my kitchen table on my laptop mm which is really not a justice to most beautiful music. <laughs> but very commonplace these days. But very, very commonplace these days. Good to see you, man. Welcome back to the UK. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the welcome. Good to see you too. I wanted to start actually with, because um, we've been just inundated with these fantastic, some questions and some fantastic messages from fans who have been so moved by your music. And let's be honest, you know, you make music, for yourselves as artists, the process is what is, is what you get out of it. And then beyond that, it's up to the fans and, and how they feel about it. And this yes. one here, you know, I've been following Frank since he released Nostalgia Ultra. As if by pure magic, I woke up in the middle of the night minutes after he released Channel Orange. I cried through the whole 56 minutes of that beautiful album. He's on a whole different <laughs> level to other artists. He not only tells a story, but I'm transported into another world when I listen to him. Such a humble and inspirational guy. And I thought that's a nice way to start from Kate to Milton Keynes. It just feels lovely, I'm sure, for you to hear something like that. You said her name's Kate? Yeah. That's tight. She's tight. But... That's tight. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a lovely smile. So, dude, much has happened since we caught up in person. We've spoken on the phone a few times. It's been nice. You know, we've been keeping, obviously, on top of what you've been up to. Let's start with the Grammys. Congratulations. I, I knew we were going to start there. I just had a good feeling about <laughs> that started place. No, well, excuse me, but you're not, you're not the first Grammy award-winning artist we've had in the studio today. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And that speaks to your success, man. I, I, you know, and you deserve it, Zane. Let's talk about you, Frank. <laughs> um, what's the question? How was it? it? It was, it was, um, quite the roller coaster. It was quite the roller coaster. That was a, a, a pretty, um, well received, funny moment on stage with me, me Jay and Dream. That was pretty, yep, pretty funny even in the moment. Probably, yeah. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's a moment in itself. I mean, for you to win on your own terms, but also be a part of that squad, the winning part of that squad. Yeah, yes, it was cool. It was cool. I was, um, I was pretty stoked. We spoke to Tyler last night, you know. And, what was he uh, talking about? He was, in good, he was in really good form, actually. He was in really good form. I think we got him at a good time of the day, which is 9 a.m., which is before everything kicks off. So he was actually pretty cool, pretty laid back. Yeah, yeah. He um, gets up, he's an early riser, you know? He gets up pretty early. Oh, he made me feel terrible about it. Oh. <laughs> he was saying that, um, you know, he just he just loved being a part of the circus, I think, as, as, as well. And, you know, he was just like, oh, my God, you know, J-Lo, what? And, the circus, what an, that's an amazing term for that yeah he was yeah. talking about like jack white like meeting jack white bugged him out and i mean it really is the who's who at those occasions so without yeah. trawling through a, a wish list of people you get to meet you know, was there one person that you got a chance to even shake hands with or, or, or exchange a few words with on that night that really blew your mind um well i'll tell you the story about the person that i didn't get a chance to shake hands with and meet this is going to be a bad ending no, it, it was fine. It was fine. I always joke with my friends about how the people who like, you know, mean the most to me, um, art wise, uh, I oftentimes don't want to meet them because I don't want the like mystique to just vanish. Mm. So when, when Prince took the stage with the cane and just 
all the confidence in the ethos, you know, you, you look at him and, you know, you're just like, okay, you know, he could potentially say my name and I have to go up there and, you know. Oh, you were, you were, you, yeah, you were yeah. nervous. I was nervous. I was nervous. And if I would have won, I would have screamed at my highest note. You know, the highest note I could, I could. Wow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But no, nah, when, 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 um, when he announced the award, it went to Gautier and they called me right afterwards to go to quick change for my performance. And when I walked underneath the stage, he was coming off from announcing and there were like, you know, three or four passerbys like in between us. And I just missed him. It felt like a, a movie moment, but I was, I was, Grateful though, I was grateful. I was like, no, I wasn't supposed to meet him. I wasn't supposed to meet him right now. But you, but you actually got the best bit out of it, which was what you felt in your stomach. Right, right. It's true. I mean, the nervousness true. and the excitement would have been I'm, way better than the meeting. Right? It that's 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 what I live for, man. <laughs> I guess that's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> you should know by now. This isn't a room to say what you're supposed to say. It's true. It's true. I get them mixed up sometimes. Frank Ocean, you're with us, and uh, and we're going to make the most of every minute that we have. And we have a lot of questions, and we've picked the really good ones for you as well from audience, from from listeners and fans. Because sweet, you're live on the radio, and I don't think this has ever happened. So let's make the most of it. What is popping, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy. Mo, you did it again. Here's some two trap is not my style. Twelve new records, two yeah. bonus records, only on all streaming platform services. Never die.
great stories, great music, great delivery and execution, just all great. Frank Ocean. Thank you, Zay. Super Rich Kids from Channel Orange, the award-winning critically acclaimed album now. Hey. And I said, you know, earlier on in the show that it's finding its audience the right way, you know? Like, it's not only through the way that you... You got the word out initially, and and we're creative with it. But it's it's a word, it's becoming a word of mouth album too. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I um, I have. I think it's the best way. Most of the time, gives uh, gives gives art a longer shelf life. I think mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that. That people are talking about it, and yeah. It's been a great ride so far, man. And we've got some questions from people who have been, you know, I think so excited at the prospect of you being live on radio and actually having a chance to put, you know, for me to put these to you. So here we go. Sweet. What's your favorite color? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually from me. <laughs> My favorite. Is that a real, the real question? You don't have to answer that. Okay, this one here from you. You can. Estoral Blue. Oh, I like that. Yep. Es- Estoral Blue. Is that like, is that what they call it on a color chart? Yeah, it's a BMW color. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right. Um, this one here from Laspie. What's been the hardest obstacle in your career and how have you overcome it at this point? What's been the one thing? Big, the biggest hurdle springs to mind. Um, the hardest obstacle was, has been inexperience. And um, most difficult to overcome because you actually have to... Experience. Experience, yeah. Yeah, but naivety can also be a great thing, isn't it? Because it allows you to do things that people that are, that are different to how it's been done before. You know, it allows you to think there's a there's a possibility for originality too, mm-hmm. which which all of the jaded seem to think that is not a possibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true that. Yeah. This one from um, from Shawals is: uh, Will you ever write a biography? Have you ever had interest in putting your life at some point through your career on on down? <laughs> Was it in your music? I don't think I could manage to be unbiased enough to write a proper biography. I mean, I would probably make myself seem godlike. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the purpose of those books? I don't think I've ever read a humble autobiography, if I'm actually honest. Exactly, and that's uh, I love I loved how um, the writer who did Steve Jobs is yeah approached it because. It, you know, it, 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 it showed a real person, you know, it showed, it showed something that people could look to and be like, okay, I can accept my own, you know, um, flaws and flaws and, and BS, but I can still be, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I could still be great in the other areas while still being flawed. I want the God biography. <laughs> you want that? <laughs> I mean, you know, I could yes. write that. I could probably write that this yes. evening. I could write it's that me. this evening. The new autobiography. 300 <laughs> pages on all of my strengths. Hot, de- <laughs> Hot damn, I'm great. The brand new autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> all oh, right, man. All right. So this from Abby Drummond. What's your guilty pleasure? Do you? And I suppose that could refer to anything. It could be a food or a band or an artist or a sitcom on the television or or something that you guilty pleasure. I do like 
I do like binge TV a lot, like binge TV viewing. This is good because people don't know what Frank Ocean likes to watch, and I and I'm fascinated to know, like, what is it? Friends reruns? Well, no, nah, I mean, it's a funny show, dude. I watched three of those in a row the other day. Hilarious. <laughs> I, I've probably never completed an episode of Friends or Seinfeld or any of those like really um, landmark sitcoms. Well, I never did it. Yo, there's your fat years mapped out for you straight up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like once you sold the records and you've done the tours and you just want to sit on your butt and get fat, it's just box city central. Oh man, then I'll make sure to stay away. I'll make sure to stay away. Okay, so what do you watch? What are you a fan of traditionally um, on telly? I like Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that one. Um, right now I'm watching Game of Thrones. People love that. Mm-hmm. Watching Game of Thrones. I haven't seen that, but that's the one that's kind of... um. It's really violent and really graphic and, and like very violent, very um hedonistic. Mm. Yeah, pretty much perfect television. <laughs> <laughs> this one here from um I've got another one here from Robin Fogarty. If music didn't work out, did you have an alternative? Did you have something that you had an interest in that if you, if, it, if it hadn't worked out for you? Um I was kind of ping-ponging in between uh, like ping-pong professional ping-pong. No, I oh. was I was just using that as like, okay. uh, uh, yeah, whatever. That would have been the best answer ever, though. I was kind of going to make a go of it as a professional ping pong player. That could be my answer. I suck at ping pong, though, so if anybody called me on that like dream profession, they'd probably beat me pretty badly. Who's but. mean and odd future on the, on the table, tennis table? Someone must be good with a bat and a ball. I feel like Jasper's pretty good. Mm. He's pretty good? Yeah, he's pretty good. He's I like pretty good. I we played once. We played one day. We went to um, this. I think it was a, either a coloring studio or editing, whatever. Um, and we played ping pong, and he was pretty good. Yeah. Dream profession, though, I probably would like. I would have either went to law school or I would have worked on cars. Oh, yeah. You got yourself a nice car. I have. I have a few cars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's not forget where it started, bro. Uh, let's not forget where it started. You can have as many cars as you want, but we know which one's special to you. She's singing, bitch, I'm paid. That's all I gotta say. I'm like, who knew, who knew, who knew? After all the years, I make a wheezy fan out of you too, you too, you too. To you, it's time you're Chris Martin and you too, you too, you too. When you met me, I was 36, Pimp C, Pun B, A Ball, and MJGA. But we're both a long way from home. We got the windows down, radios on. Oh, way wrote a letter to the sky saying, maybe one day I'll get to. My girl found it in the car, said, baby, why you trying to kiss me, kiss me, kiss me, cause you know you're my baby, oh, you know you're my baby, ooh, I'm not just in it for the ride, in it for the ride, yeah,
one minute and 45 seconds of that? Why, why is it so short? So I was, I was at this house um, in Malibu in California, and this guy had like this studio set up, and I just felt like making a song. And I was in the middle of writing that song. I was recording it. Um, no booth, just like open room. Mm. And one of the people who lives in the house just interrupted the session <laughs> and interrupted it to like give me like interrupted it to give me like like comments on the song, like what I could do better about the song. And that was I, it. No lie, no lie. I started like, why are you mentioning all these names in the song? And you know, like who is this guy? Who is this no, person? Can I have his contact details? It was, it was, it was a young lady. It was a young lady, and she, I don't remember her name. Oh but my gosh, she definitely came in and, and set me straight on how I was supposed to write. Songs. And that's why it's a minute forty-five. And and I left. I I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't continue. She just corrupted the vibe. <laughs> that's a great story you know it's like a modern day tender love that though I mean it's that moment where it's just like and yeah. it, you know a lot of people want a longer version of that I mean even when you perform live I mean mm -hmm. can you not find a way to just I mean or do you like the fact that it holds its position at that time and it, and it says what you needed to say or what that person thought you should say I don't know man I don't know I I, I try not to force it so if if that's how it turned out, you that's know, how it turned that's out. how it turned out. I'll have to stick with my root, root, rudimental, twice. very basic six-minute cut-together <laughs> version, there, which I've done at home. Frank Ocean is our guest right here on Radio 1, ahead of his appearance tomorrow night at the Brit Awards, where he will no doubt, if there is any justification at all in the world, and no disrespect to the other people who are nominated, but walk away with Best International Male Solo Artist. Hey. There you go. Add to the collection. That's my that's my choice ad lib this evening. Hey, I like it, Fonzie. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> this one here. This is a great question. I read this one out earlier on in the evening from a regular listener called Jessa Hart. Do you ever experience times when your creative spirit is stifled, and if so, do you have a method to try and loosen it up, shake it out, get out of that place? Usually, well, when I write these days, or well, I use songs as an example because it's probably the best one. When I write songs these days, I try not to. I try not to finish songs that I don't like or love. So usually like if I get to like the middle of the first section, it's not getting you. And if it's not there, I'll just pick up and leave the studio completely, like completely just pack up my shit. And, and, get. <laughs> and you know, apart from just, you know, that sort of, um, abort mission, you know, um, approach i i like to travel yeah um whether it be like within the city just drive or you know are you, are you observant lyricist i mean when i say that i'm sure everybody
usually I can feel when I have things to say, but I don't know what I have to say. I just know I have things to say, and then I'll go in and yeah. I'll do it. I only write songs in the studio. Um, I only write songs at, at I call that at work. I only write songs at work. Um, and, you know. Um, wow, that's a really yeah. interesting observation. I mean, you know, I think it's it's great if you can if you can pinpoint it down to that, and also give yourself the freedom to be able to just collect whatever you need to 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 build up the next reserve of inspiration. Do you know what I mean? It would seem like that's kind of why you're doing it. You have to live. You have to have to live. I I never could um I never could really work well just being in the studio day after day every day. Like I mm-hmm. I can go in the studio for a month straight. But I got to spend some months out in, you know, in the world. In the world. And so the question that a lot of people have been asking tonight, so I'm not going to pinpoint it down to one person, but it's a nice moment to bring it up, is what do you do when you're not in the studio and how do you chill? I mean, what is this, what, you know, what's a good day for Frank Ocean for yourself when you're not actually at work? I'm fairly random. Uh, I, I could, a good day could be, uh, you know, a little acupuncture in the morning, and uh, uh, <laughs> um, I, I I go down to my mechanics regularly. I've been working on a project car for almost a year and a half now that I always change stuff on. Like wow, recently I just completely changed the suspension and drivetrain. You're a real petrol head, huh? Um, what, what does that mean? Is what that mean? Okay, let me clarify. Because in America, that could go one of seven different directions. So let me just clarify that situation right now. You love a car. You love what's under the bonnet. Yeah, I like what's under the bonnet or the hood to um, to be as as attractive as what's on the outside. Oh, yeah. just this is innuendo a go go right now. And also, wouldn't you like to see Frank Ocean on Top Gear? You must know about Top Gear, right? I love Top Gear. Come on, man. I would, I would love to be on top. You could be on top. You're a Grammy award winning artist now. You're going to win a Brit. That Frank Ocean, (laughs) Frank Ocean on top. Zane speaks. Frank Ocean on top gear. Clap, clap. I'm going to join that. No, I mean, you're speaking it into existence and it's out there. I'm putting it out there and laying the seed. It's going to just, it's going to keep vibrating and it's going to go down. You know, not only did you win a Grammy for your own music, and only you, have you been involved, obviously, in, 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 in getting your own music out there in a great way, but... Hey. Oh, Fonzie. When you hear that, and you know that you had a role to play... In fact, let's get a story about that. You were up in the Hotel de, 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 de Jay-Z, Hotel de Kanye. Yeah, I was at the Mercer, yes. Name-checked on the record. And you go up, and let's put us in the picture on No Church in the Wild, how that record came together the first time you heard the groove, because you wrote it there and then, right? Yeah. Uh, I did write it then and there. It was very, very terrifying. Uh, <laughs> I mean, cause you you know, you walk into a room and, you know, Jay's sitting there with Beyonce and, you know, Kanye's sitting there being Kanye and, you know, it's a few other people that you know in there and, and you're just expected to write in the open room there with these guys and they had the loop, so it was, they had the loop. Yeah, I heard that. We planned a few things, but I heard that. And I don't know, I just sat down. And actually, people started trickling out, like leaving, I guess, to give me space. And Jay just kind of stayed there, like just kind of chilling, looking out the window. And I just, I had something to say. And so I said that, and they agreed with it. And there it is. There you have it.
What is poppin', ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy. Boy, you did it again. Here's some two trap is not my style. Twelve new records, two bonus records, only on all streaming platform services. When you were in the Mercer and you laid that down and you and I mean they obviously didn't have the name No Church in the Wild at that point. That's obviously something that you came up with over the course of writing this song. Did you did you kind of feel it? You were like, yeah, man, this is this is right. I when I wrote uh, when I wrote the the lyric out and I just said it back, I was like, yeah, that's like one of the more interesting and important things important yeah. things I've written. Yeah, I mean just. From my own story, um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, you feel those things. Yeah, for sure. Frank Ocean is with us for a bit longer, and um, it's great to have you in the building, man. Nice to see you. We got some more questions here. from um, from people. I'm just going to go. You know, one of the things I think that was most inspiring when we when we were talking about Channel Orange and you came in here and we spoke face to face. I think the last time was you were you were very clear about there being no high profile guests on the record and it not being that kind of in terms of outside of our future and it. It's just not being that kind of project. It's just mm -hmm. not me and this guy. I know what I want to do. It's my voice. It's my vision. It's how I want to get it across. Mm -hmm. um, and that's worked out really well for you. Mm -hmm. But in saying that, you know, artists, you have worked with artists. And I think someone here, Sean Bradley, has said Pharrell said he was in the studio with you. I mean, is there any info as to what's going to happen with that? And, and what's your attitude towards guests and collaborations now that you've made that mark with Channel Orange? You know, I... Yeah, I was I was in the studio with with Pharrell uh, just yesterday. Yeah, I was in there yesterday. Um, Tyler come by and was just playing. We were just playing records and just kind of brawling out. Uh, but as far as collaborations in in general for the you know like future music for me and and shit for me stuff for me I don't know whatever um, yeah, we apologize if anyone's offended by that but it's so nice in the colloquial language of what you're trying to do we're trying not to pay too much attention to it's cool <laughs> very relaxed okay. sorry no very but I, I don't know I think I'm, there's this there's this kid uh, King Cruel um, who's really sick that I that I would love to do something with does um, King Cruel know <laughs> have we reached out to King Cruel about now. this he does now yeah, I mean, there you go. Uh, Frank's not silly, guys. He's he's, he's planting that seed on Radio One, right? You know, that's not my intention. I'm just I'm just speaking to but you about but collaborations. He's, but he's great, though. Yeah, he's is it's a special voice, just really cool. Yeah. Um, that uh, I'm getting I'm getting in with Danger Mouse when I get back to the states. Amazing. Um, uh, and this is just you kind of seeing how it feels with people because I mean, yeah, I I, I sit, you know, like usually. When I um when I meet these guys, like we'll sit if we happen to write it something, we do. Um, but it's just cool to like fill it out first. I mean, it's no make it fun. Yeah, it it, it has to be, it has to be um right. You know, just as far as chemistry or whatever. But I'm trying to think other. Uh, I love Tame Impala. Yeah, man. I love Tame. Me, um, Tyler actually put me on Tame Impala, and, and he shouted uh, them out on our show last night as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're from Perth, right? They're from Perth. Yeah, barefoot territory, man. You go down the beach and take your shoes off, and that's you for the day. And the music, the music has that freedom to it. It's it's wicked. It's um, been a fantastic band, you know. And um, yeah, they're they're great. I'm trying. I, other than that, I mean, I'm like what, like ten, eleven songs into this next thing. Um, Pause. Let's discuss. <laughs> <laughs> and as a journalist, that's where I stop you right there, and we go a little bit further into that conversation topic. So, okay, ten, eleven songs into this thing. What is this thing? And 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 what kind? What can you? What can? What do you want to tell us about it at this point? 
uh, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you other than that it's 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 another cohesive you know thing bordering on a, a concept record again. Right. Um, um, you know, at the end of Channel Orange, there's Golden Girl, and it's this beach scene, and I kind of wanted to extend that feel into the next record altogether. Um, as you know, kind of make it that theme. So I'm going to Bora Bora when I get back. I'm gonna, um, you know, get get the house situated. I I put a studio in my house, but it's all in road cases. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it all to um, the beach, probably there, and work for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to Bora Bora and make a record. Yeah, I've always said to people, I go, "Where did you record the record?" Oh, we went to this dingy, you know, basement in North London. It was raining. It that, was winter. That I'm works. Like, that works. Sometimes. It can work. Yeah. But I'm always, but you know, being a beach guy myself, I, I've often said to musicians, "Why don't you go to the Maldives and right. make a record? Why don't you, know, you go somewhere that you get?" Very good suggestion. Yeah, I, I said um, even when we were working, I, you know, I work with Malay the majority of the last record yeah. and. Yeah. We would joke in the studio because we didn't have the means to do it at that time. And just about like going, you know, going to a beach, the you know, a few of the homies or whatever, and just like setting up and working there. So we're gonna do that. See how it turns out. I Love could, that. I could spend so much time. You know, on the last on the last one, I wound up getting the house for like I think a month and a half, mm-hmm. and I was supposed to work there. And it was this really fly house in Bel Air. You know, it's this crazy heated pool, eighty five degrees, twenty four hours, and it was so fly that I didn't do anything. I only did um, two songs in a month and a half. I did Pyramids and Lost. And it could be a repeat, but I mean, if I get a, a, a Pyramids or Lost equivalent out of exactly. the situation, then exactly. it's worth it. So Exactly. Make it fun. Make it fun. Um, the other thing before we let you go is a lot of people want to know, you know, do you have any intention of, of, of kind of touring? I think people are desperate to see you play live. And, and what's your feeling about it at this point? I... I plan on getting out this summer. Um, you know, I had to speaking of, you know, Pharrell a little bit earlier. Pharrell was telling me months ago, he's like, you know, you got to tour with this record. You got to tour, you know, you should tour for like a couple years, like say to hell with it and just get on the road. And really? Pharrell road. said that? Wow. He said that to me and I was, I was like, I can't tour two years straight because oh. I have to record, you know, I have to like make more music. But I do want to get out for a few months this year. Um, I think, I think it'll go. I think it'll be pretty sweet when I do. Uh, I, have, I have some plans, uh, and you know, you never know. And, uh, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but, and um, yeah. I think you know. I know you didn't work it out to be this way, but actually, the you know, stepping back from that from that treadmill and not disagreeing with someone as as wise as Pharrell, who knows who knows a thing or two about the industry, yeah, a couple of things, and respect to his opinion, which is golden. But you know, I think the approach that you've taken for better or for worse for reasons that you had to or wanted to has really worked out there's a lot of anticipation around the shows and it's an event thing people will feel it special I think I think I, I've always just tried to you know be as as crazy as it sounds to you know some of the suits who you know work with me you know alongside me or whatever it's like just take that I'm surfing you know I'm intuitive and I'm surfing approach and it'll work out as long as my intentions stay solid you know and and my intentions have just been to, like, curate the best opportunities, you know, out of what's presented to me and, and you know, reach my personal pinnacle creatively, you know, and, and just give um, give record of that, you know, and, and let people take that in. So that's always it for me. And if it if it's embodied in a, in a show or if it's embodied in a record or if I decide to, you know, um, 
I don't know, be like uh, anything, uh, anything. You know, I, I'll try to be the best anything. You know. Frank Coach, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for coming in, man. <laughs> thanks I for mean, having me, man. It's always cool. Yo, I was just hoping you'd come up with something mad profound, but the best anything, I don't know. Could we do better? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're we'll clowning me right now. We'll take it. <laughs> you're clowning me right now. I'm just, I just, you know, it's live. What do you want me to do? Well, then in that case, let's leave it at clowning, and we'll pick up from there when the time is right. Word. Thank you, bro.